You going to my birthday? You going to my party? I'm going to your party, David. Love, Jake. Maybe it's a surprise and he doesn't know. Hey, Sean, I was wondering if you're doing anything on this day because my girlfriend wants me to do some stupid shit and I don't really want to go. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't go is what I would say to him. Tell him you just want to stay good. home and watch the um, walkway up to your apartment. I would tell him I have baseball tickets. It's a doubleheader. We should go all day. We're going to go fishing together. I don't know. <laughs> That's like as far out as you can go where there's nothing. You don't get cell reception out there. Fishing yeah. is as far as you can go. If you go really far. That's true. If you go fishing to a far place. If you place. go to like the Bering Strait. <laughs> We're going to go fishing in the Bering Strait. No, no surprise party. <laughs> Got this little prop plane. Fishing poles. <laughs> What else do you need? Anyway, welcome. No, 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 no. What else do you need? This is Idle Thumbs episode 52. Got your fishing bowls. Fishing bowls? I said fishing pole. Oh, pole? Do we want to apologize for it being bouncy again? Or do we just want to say fun? No, they know what this is. Sorry we're late and it sounds like shit. The yeah. second episode from the new office. We've got to talk about When we're back, all of them going to sound like this from our sweet office. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Is this, oh, we just, just want to handle this like a real podcast then? Well, it's a progress well, cast. I played Rayman Origins. Spoilers. Don't burn cast by telling me oh, what you play. Jesus. I might form an opinion I about it. fucked it all up. So. It's. It. Clomp, clomp, clomp. It's a good office we got here. <laughs> just tap. Oh, a tap <laughs> studio upstairs. for like... If we get those the the foam baffling, the I was talking with Julian. Did you guys see that crazy room that I went to today? Oh my god, I want to go in that room. So I know badly. it's crazy. Let's do a trip to Minneapolis. What's why can we go to Minneapolis? Do we have any reason to go there other than to we go have to, to go to that room? room. We have to go to that room. And I bet set it for now. I bet I could go longer than forty five minutes. You you have such a hilarious view of yourself. <laughs> it constantly cracks me up. I like to let its confidence to feel in the rocket ship. Yeah. You know after three and a half minutes, I'd be like, get me the fuck out of this room. <laughs> it would be the best, though, if we released a three-hour episode. Two, three hours, but clearly it's, closer it's to funny because The narrative is way better if I... That's true. Well, you say I can, like, if I like, oh, I can only do three minutes, that's not interesting yeah. for anybody. But if I well, say I can do an hour... That's true. And they find me no, and they're just right. laid over. You're right. You're murdered right. myself. It's funny, though, because I can, even though... I could do a while. I can do at least 10 minutes. That's because like there was a good three years of your life that were just that room. Yeah. In metaphor. Um, but you know what's funny? Like, I don't know. When I read that article, it really, it was interesting to me because I, this is not funny or anything. But, like, Where you went insane the room. I took the BART from San Francisco into Berkeley and I remember for some reason, it was this one particular night, I was walking to her, uh, to her house and I was just in the middle of a neighborhood. You know, like there were streets and mm-hmm. like parked cars. It wasn't Dogs. out in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't like in a forest or something. It and wasn't it, like dogs. Either. It wasn't dogs, but it was just perfectly silent. I mean, it obviously actually wasn't compared to this crazy right. room. We perceived I, it as such. I could per- right. I could oh man, well, that's perceive like... no sounds, and there was something definitely something unnerving about it. In kind of a good way, though. Like it was a really just interesting experience that, especially living in a city, you don't have very frequently. Right. That's when we sat down to record the second progress cast. I went into Sean's room and closed the door, and we just went. That's true. But there was not the yeah. air sound or anything. Right. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's like the sound you... almost died immediately yeah. outside yeah. of you. Like... Well, it's like, have you ever been like in the middle of a field or something in the fog or during a snowstorm? 
that just works as perfect the visual version of that no like actually oh. been in that scenario yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. lost in the woods and I was hunt- elk hunting in the 6th uh-huh. grade with my dad oh yeah when you're in the woods and there's no wind and I was lost for 2 hours in the fog oh wow fog so bad that my dad was close enough to elk to smell them and couldn't see them like fog so bad like freaky Silent Hill fog mm-hmm. and you just sit there and you scream and it's like you can't because it just doesn't even try. There's nothing for the reverb off of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not. As I like that sensation. No, I kind of do too. People, I, do you know like about like sensory deprivation tanks? Mm-hmm. Like people, yeah, build, yeah. they're like a, it's like a lot of people like the psychedelic community have. Yeah. Joe Rogan talked about them on his podcast. I thought it was like fascinating. I would love to go to one. The the winter the thing with winter is interesting because you know until I like when I was a kid I lived in New York but I don't remember very much about it because I was a little kid but when I was in Boston uh, at Irrational I there was uh, you know the first winter when I was there it was like a it was one of the like worst winters they had. In, one of the like, great winters. One, one of the great winters that they had had for you know a decade or more. Right. And there's a there's this arboretum in Boston, the Arnold Arboretum. And it's like gorgeous, you know, just like massive, just forested, hilly, you know, nature. And uh, and I went there with with uh, some of my friends, like in the middle of an actual snowstorm, and it was crazy, like just being in this massive outdoor space uh when that was going on and like one of us at one point uh got lost like we just i mean i don't know if she was like lost necessarily but none of the rest of us knew where she was and it was such a weird feeling of just like well <laughs> can't see shit anywhere yeah. like don't what mm. you don't have any evidence because like, when you're lost in a group like in like a mall people get lost in or, or like a, th- a theme park or somewhere mm-hmm. big like that yeah. that you're like there are landmarks. There's sort of natural things that you're drawn to. Yeah. Where were we last? Yeah. When you're lost like that, in just nothingness, in like a, a just infinite pattern of yeah. randomness. It's yeah. like somebody giving you a book in a different language and asking what it's about. You're like, well, I don't even know where to begin. I will just well, sit here and cry. It's like when, we, when <laughs> I was when I was what was it? Was I at your apartment when this happened? You were when you got lost in there. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when you loaded up Minecraft. And you really wanted to show me this one oh, yeah, landmark the on the on the Minecraft server, right? And you just couldn't. You just had. You're like, wait, is it here? Wait, I can't remember this thing. Is it like past here, or is it? Oh, where is it? And it was really fascinating because I was as we were having this conversation, I was thinking of sort of games like Stalker with these big, you know, big environments that are just huge and overwhelming. But you can't really get lost in them because there's a map. Mm-hmm. You know, like Minecraft is a rare example of that in modern games where it's just yeah, if you, you if you're deposited here and you don't really know where the spawn point is relative to other things, or you don't know where this thing you're trying to go to is, but you know it exists. It's like, well... Uh... Right, well, in a scenario like Stalker or, uh, or whatever, some other nebulous... Oh, yeah, some... Uh, the, maps some are made, the maps are made by a person, unlike real life, so they're That's always true. sort of intended that if you go yeah. in one direction for long enough, you yeah. either hit a trail mm-hmm. or a road or a street marker or a building yeah. or the end of the world. Yeah. And in Minecraft, none of those things happen, <laughs> much like the woods you were lost yeah. in. right. Do you remember when Jake was building that that subway system for like weeks in Minecraft on the yeah, yeah. server? Uh-huh. It would be so funny because I would count, like especially on Saturday mornings, like I'd like or some time I'd come home from a thing and Jake would just be in darkness in his office, like digging incessantly, and he would get lost underground, which I thought was just the fun because like you know it's <laughs> yeah. even worse. You know? Oh yeah, and it's procedurally generated like. Cave. He would find that goes on forever. Right, he would yeah. find cave systems, but he would just get lost underground. It like this isn't right, and have to like go back and like go through this network of caves that he had mapped in his brain because he created them. <laughs> then he would get lost and turned around in his own in his own tunnel. 
And that was just the funniest fucking thing to me. Just the imagine of this guy who just, I have to build this. I have to build this. Well, the somewhere. thing in my mind that was insane this. is that... Who gets I, lost like, underground while doing so? I would do inventory management or like place the torch or something and then spin around four or five times like, oh shit, which way is east? Why are we spinning around? Like just because I'd be like collecting stuff out of in and out of my inventory oh. or like laying track and then jumping over the other side and laying track but then realize that uh-huh. I knocked one of them out and then mm-hmm. be like... Look! Look behind me. Look in front of me, and just see it fade away into the Z fog in both sides, and know that. So I'm... you're like the weird old man, like prospector guy. Yeah. Who's just like, nah. If I just dig a little deeper, I know it's here. <laughs> well, but it comes to the point where it's been there like, for sixty years. Like I'm in the middle of this tunnel that I know is in the middle of a continent, and that it just goes one cardinal direction in front of me and one cardinal direction behind me. But I didn't ever craft a compass. <laughs> and I didn't have the supplies to craft a compass. Right. So then at that point, I usually would just build stairs up diagonally until I could get outside and look around and see if I knew where the hell that I was. Because otherwise, I was mm-hmm. never like, which way is the sun setting? Otherwise, there's no way that I was going to know which direction would walk me back to the spawn and which one would walk me back to the end of the tunnel that I was Man, that's making. like full-on frontiersman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Just got to see where the sun is setting. <laughs> what? Shut up. It's how it works. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not actually... I haven't really done enough of that kind of prolonged digging in Minecraft to know the answer to this question. Uh, is it possible for you to, like, dig to the ocean and flood your tunnel? Yeah. yeah. The water sort of tapers off uh, mm-hmm. over time, though. It won't just, like... There's mods that are, like, there is a finite amount of water in the world yeah. and it will do all that stuff. But in Minecraft, it's water, sort of. Once the body of water gets to a certain size, it's just my point, new it, it's sort of becoming a water spawn. Yeah. yeah. So you could sort of abuse that to tease water up into weird places and stuff. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, he would he would crack open like accident like accident like underground water and underground lava and then just yeah, instantly so when you're going to the no 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 it's really funny sort of shorted up oh god Minecraft is good you also, spent like a month underground it wasn't a just month. cracked me it just up like every time I would see you just Jake Rockin spent a month underground oh. <laughs> I was building myself that crazy oh, podcast recording studio. Or the silent insanity room. I call it a podcast recording studio. Some people call it a padded room that makes you insane. I can't believe that room makes you insane. Anyway. Oh, it's. It's okay. April 6th, 2012. Silence. Silence. Oh my god. Rolling start. It's fine. That was, that was nothing. It's April 6th, 2012. This is the Idle Thumbs Kickstarter Progress Cast, the eighth one, and I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. And here we are, back in our empty room office that makes us sound like we're in an echo chamber. Because we actually are. We built an echo chamber. Sorry about that. We still don't have anything in this room. It's still just an empty box. So it's not going to sound like this in the future. I know we said that before. Everything's on its way into this room. There's been a lot of... Yeah, things, being things are outside things are of this room. Preparing really exciting stories. Things are preparing themselves, <laughs> including we're, you guys. Weird things. Jake and I are both really, really, really bummed we weren't at Molly Jam. Yeah. Oh, I went to the opening day. That was pretty good. Oh, I was, I was preoccupied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, that, if anyone doesn't. I think we probably we talked about it a little bit on the last one. Yeah. Yeah. There was a game jam uh, in many, many cities this past weekend called "What Would Molly Do." And it was based on the tweets of Peter Molyneux, who you should probably follow on Twitter. Yeah, he's a fake Peter Molyneux. Yeah. And, uh, uh... Well, that aspect of it alone went insane. 
in that Peter Molyneux showed up to the... Oh, I know, to the London event. He showed up to the London event and... Recorded a video. Did yeah. you see that video? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah, he recorded that video where he talked about how he thought it was cool and not lame, and then also said that he'd be looking at submissions to find people to harass about working at his new company, which was yeah, a, crazy, a crazy twist to throw into the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And the, the gym went awesome. Uh, I, went to the, uh, I went to the San Francisco... I was one of the organizers of the San Francisco event, and Jake was also, as you said, there for the, the first day. And it was three days. It was from Friday evening through Sunday evening. And it was amazing. Like, it was absolutely awesome. The San Francisco event was the biggest, biggest one in the world. And uh, many games were made during it. It was like, how many, how many people in SF? Oh, God. I want to say like 150, maybe more. I think that's awesome. The room's occupancy was, one, was about was 150. It was 150. But I, it was, there were people saying like, like, it was full yeah. on opening night. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. beyond capacity. It was definitely beyond capacity. Yeah. On, on, Friday and Sunday nights, yeah. And on Saturday, some people left to work elsewhere, but um, it was amazing. I, it was really... Had you really done anything experience. like it before? I'd never done a game jam before, no. Yeah, neither have I. It, was, it made me want to do another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it definitely made me want to go to another game jam. Like, I, I, I guess people probably know what a game jam is, but basically it's an event where a bunch of people just show up to the same location, you know, with laptops, they, although a few people brought desktops, and uh, form up into groups based around a theme, and make a game in 48 hours usually. And uh, that's what we did. And everyone's game was based on a tweet by Peter Molyneux, and my team chose a fairly popular tweet. A number of teams chose this one. Uh, the tweet was something to the effect of, what if you are a bear who needs to hug people to obtain oxygen? Problem is that hugging them breaks their bones. Hashtag poetic games. And... Uh, <laughs> So we made a game that was simultaneously first, second, and third person. So there was the whole left side of the screen was just top down third person with a bear. An overhead map. Overhead map, yeah, walking around. And uh, there's NPCs just wandering around the map on their own. And you're this bear and you get in proximity to them. And when you get in proximity to them, in the top right quadrant of the screen is a first person uh, bear, view. bear view, yeah, that shows the people coming into your view. Uh, and it should, they, they have one of three uh, expressions on their face, which is either uh, happy, in pain, or fearful. And all of those, all of the people were photo sourced. So all of the people, all of us who made it from the team are in there. And then also a bunch of people on Twitter. I posted to Twitter, hey, if you want to be in our game, send us these three pictures of yourselves. Uh, and so you see them there. And then in the lower right quadrant of the screen is the second person view. And that's the bear's face and his uh, face adjusts based on his emotional state. So when he hugs people, he's happy. When he accidentally crushes people with his hug, he becomes unhappy. And then as he runs out of oxygen, he turns blue. Uh, it's pretty good. And the hugging is controlled with the mouse. And the mouse position of the mouse maps to the acceleration of the hub. So it's this crazy, like super uh, fiddly analog control that makes it really difficult to gently hug people. And so, so many bones are crushed. Many bones are crushed. And then when the game ends, you see like a credits roll with the fate of all these people, whether it shows all the NPCs you encountered and whether they're alive or dead. And then it has a little bio based on them either being dead or alive. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. That sounds pretty wonderful. It was pretty good. The game's called Unbearable or How They Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bear. There's two Unbearable games. There are two games that are Unbearable. So if you go to whatwouldmollydo.com, you can download any of the games that were made during the game jam in all the cities. And ours is the unbearable from San Francisco. There's another one from Seattle. So That's it was awesome. It was super fun. And also, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys. Uh, the one of the guys on my team, one of the uh, 
uh, one of my teammates was the guy, one of the guys who developed Photonica. I don't know if you guys ever played that, but he was this first person. It was kind of like Cannibalt. Uh-huh. You know, Cannibalt, you just run forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that, but it was first person. It was made in Unity. And you just, you run forward. It was like, almost like Mirror's Edge, but you're only ever running straight forward. And so it's all about jumping and like cons- being really careful with your timing. It's super awesome. Like, this weekend, I, I bought it and played a bunch of it when it came out. And it, and I was working on this game for like half of the event with this guy before I realized he's the guy who made that game. And it was really cool because I really, I was a big fan of that game. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Is that guy still an indie developer or does he still? He's a PhD candidate. He's from oh, Italy cool. and uh, the game is Italian. And, um, uh, he's in San Francisco for like a month or something, so he came to this jam. Actually, awesome. speaking of just the collection of people at this jam, and it seems like from what people have said, the collection of people at all of the different jams was kind of out of control. Like, just in terms of, I for some reason expected it to mostly just be people who work in the games industry, and like I mm-hmm. reckon like a ton of people from from my work from Telltale were there. I, uh-huh. I recognized a bunch of Biblefine people, but then mm-hmm. like. There were a boatload of people who had just never made a game. Yeah, it, which is there, really cool. in fact there were. I think two or maybe three teams who presented on Sunday night in San Francisco where the entire team was made up of people who had never made a game before, which was super awesome. There was one team uh, that made an awesome game called Secret Dad whose programmers dropped out on Friday night. And so they, <laughs> the two people who were left had to just figure out how to make this game and by Sunday. And like, it wasn't, it obviously wasn't finished, but like it played... Like they, oh. they, they had a present. They had a what's game. The, what's the shtick of Secret Dad? What's, like the, what's the tweet? <laughs> Secret, or you keep saying Secret Dad, but I don't. Uh, really yeah, I don't remember what the tweet is. But the the way that they just <laughs> when they were when they were loading up their game, they're like, so we decided to go the Mrs. Doubtfire route with this game, which was already like good. <laughs> 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 usually the good route, usually the correct route to take. Um, the game is you are a a father who has been estranged from his family. And but you really want to see like your wife and kids still, so you sneak into the house through like air ducts and sneak into your family members' rooms to help them with tasks like doing their homework or cleaning their room. Uh, but you can't let them see you, so it's kind of a stealth game. They're like patrolling their room, and you have to like avoid their kids, but still solve all these things for them. So and then like you like do their math homework before they catch you. And leave. Yeah, exactly. And then would it they, actually like spawn a basic arithmetic question or something? Like what? No, is no, the no, it's, no, it's just okay. context sensitive interactions. Okay. But like, uh, and and then <laughs> they didn't have time to finish in that thing, so it was it was like you sneak into these rooms and you solve all these problems and you leave, and then it's. You just get a black screen with a white text that says, Congratulations, now they love you again for some reason. Which <laughs> is great because the entire point is that they have no idea. Right. <laughs> uh, that's so really good. What did question. they build that? Uh, Unity. They built it in Unity. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's were, that's Unity like, was the most, most right. used tool. Because mm-hmm. um, Unity uh, co sponsored the event along with Idle Thumbs, co sponsored the uh, San Francisco event. And, uh, and they provided a bunch of. T- of uh, just like an infinite licensing license supply, basically for the duration like they of the were, jam. Yeah, they were tr- like month. I think month long trial pro keys for yeah. like everyone in the world who was at the jam. It was really, it was really awesome with them. That's awesome. A bunch of licensed people did that though. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, there was like Game Salad and uh, like Game Maker, maybe. Game Maker, and there were, there were a few other ones like that. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yep, that's a testament to Unity. My God, that two people can lose their programmers on Friday night and have a game on Sunday that plays. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think yeah. of, I haven't played that many Mall Jam games yet because I was gone. But I oh, did. I played the, the you, one where you control the road. I played that as well. Oh, that was oh, fantastic. Everyone, everyone played that game. That game got oh, a ton of pickup. What is the name of that game? 
Um, you are the road, I think, is all that it's called. It's all congregate. It's, it's called, right. It's, either, it's either called you are the road or you play as the road, basically. Yeah. It's you. You essentially you have this view of essentially a, like, like a, a rear view. Track. Like if, yeah, you're yeah, kind like of like you, a pace car, but you're looking back towards cars looking, that are all in yeah. a race. There's two cars in the a cars race. The cars are driving towards the camera. Right. And you realize as you move the mouse around, you're actually... You're like painting the road, basically. Yeah. It's like yeah. as you move the mouse up and down, like the way you would with mouse look, you're creating the... Uh, like verticality in the road. You're creating turns and hills in the road, and it make, and the, the AI cars have to try and navigate it. But yeah. then, of course, since it's a Peter Molyneux game... You're given the emotional state of the cars uh, yeah. as your as your only HUD, <laughs> so you know if the car is getting perturbed or excited or bold, yeah. or based, lost or, or lost. Yeah, no, I, like, I got a car that was lonely for a while, and I had it by itself for a while, and yeah. I made this crazy straight ramp um, as far as I could go because you can get some pretty great grade. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you move oh, the mouse yeah. up, and then it it. Uh, gives him a hill. Gives him a hill. And, and then you make down. a huge downward yeah, so drop. So I was just like, I'm just going to make the biggest hill and drop I can. Mm-hmm. And so I got a car that was lonely. I got him going really fast down a hill. And then I got him coming up a hill. And I put a block right at the top of the hill before I did a steep drop off. So he hit that block and just went flying towards <laughs> the camera and exploded. It was amazing. You can put blocks in? Yeah, you click. Yeah, when, when you click left. I never clicked. When you click, it drops um, green blocks. Green oh. pixels. And I was then, so excited about just being the road that I didn't think. When about they hit those, so what you the funniest thing to do is to make a big hill like that, and before you make it the crest of the hill, you drop a bunch of blocks because then you, the cars are lost behind the horizon right. of the hill. So as they go to crest that hill, they'll all hit the blocks and hit each other, and then just like nineties action movie cars will come flying over the top of the hill yeah. with explosions behind them. It's incredible. <laughs> it's an also, incredible experience. If you just if you just vertically move the mouse up and down quickly, it'll just make a really crazy like, uh, like undulating like, like a 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 and uh, and cars it just goes it just goes they don't insane. know what to do yeah like they just go ape shit they're just flying tumbling over each other and it's pretty good. Yeah, that is a game. Some good games resulted from this jam. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things where you a lot of games come out of a thing like that, and you're really charmed by the cleverness of them, and like, oh, mm-hmm. this is such a neat idea, and to see the sort of clever twists that were put inside the game within 48 hours is great, but then you play it, and then you get to that point, and you're good with it. But I played that You Are the Road game for way longer. Really? Than I, oh, I love that game. I thought it was so funny. Okay, I was laughing. I was cracking my ass up. It was so good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm glad Molly Jam was a success. Yeah. One for one. It was really exciting. Yeah. Really, really good. How many cities? Definitely do it again. It was a bunch of cities, right? Oh, my God. Like two dozen. Two dozen cities, and there's about like 250 games in the database or something like that that got made. I think there are a few more that still need to be added. Yeah. Yeah. But hundreds and hundreds of games came out of this. Like. Mm -hmm. I don't know how big other game jams are, but this has to be a reasonably charting game jam on the list yeah. of them. Yeah, definitely. Which is cool. Yep. It's yeah. I don't know. As a longtime fan of Peter Molyneux, I'm glad that there are now 250 actual yep. interpretations of his stupid tweets. Yep. Available to be played. The fact that he was so forthright. That dude was. That dude was stoked about it. Oh, Molyneux or Molyneux? Which Molyneux? Which Molyneux? The real one, Molyneux. Oh, I'm talking about Molyneux. Oh, he must have been over the moon. But the fact that Molyneux latched on in such a sincere way is pretty spectacular. Yeah. I felt kind of bad about that because it seemed like this whole thing was in part making fun of him. (laughs) But at the same time, it is kind there's always a percentage of this that's like, you are, Peter Molyneux, you are an insane weirdo. But like, 
you can't not have a little bit of respect for that guy for just oh, doing, for just going for it every single time. But, so, but like even if you just, I mean, if you think about when that game came out, even if you just what one game? line, one game, populous is what I was going to say. He hasn't really made fifty. You said what time when that game came out, comma. Populous. Oh, he's talking about Populous. Oh, Populous. So if you think about when Populous yeah, came out. If you out, think about when Populous came out. Sorry. Please continue, Sean. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> no, it's worth <laughs> it. If you think about when Populous came out. If you were to write a 140 character description of what Populous actually is, it would just be a crazy Molyneux tweet. Imagine if you were a god who can control the height of the ground <laughs> and people will walk around it. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yes. And that game in practice is pretty. Nobody thinks about that game as being absurd. I think about that as like a really fun, right. really, really natural god game. That said, the games that are in this thing are like imagine that you're a scarecrow when all life is gone except for one crow. <laughs> imagine you control the road. Yeah, they're a little crazy. Did anybody make oh, it attached to verticals? I was gonna. Yeah. Someone, someone sent me a tweet saying they made it attached to verticals game. I haven't played it yet. That was, that was Ed Paris, the um, Brighton organizer. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was excited about that, mm-hmm. but I haven't looked at it yet. Someone made a game. There was a Molotov tweet that was just a two-player game. One person's playing Breakout, and one person's playing Tetris. And oh, someone that's made amazing. this. Yeah. So like when the Breakout well, the tweet ball- was, you're playing Battlefield. You fire a rocket, and it hits your friend's car in burnout. Wait, so they just reinterpreted it entirely? Yeah, they're like, well, we don't have the resources to make these games, so we're going to reinterpret this as Tetris and Breakout. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The spirit of the tweet was preserved. The way that that worked was if you make a line in Tetris, it spawns another row of Breakout bricks, whereas if you get your Breakout ball up all the way through, you can go and fuck up people's Tetris game? Yeah. The ball is, like, continuous between It'll just fly out out of the top of the screen and into the bottom of the Tetris environment. Down from the top, yeah. Oh, it comes in down from the top. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It was it was hilarious. It was, it, it was like the kind of thing that it's you look at it and you're like, oh, this yeah. Like why has an amazing idea? Why hasn't they made that before? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It, yeah, that game surely has insane balance issues. But uh, yeah. what a good concept! I don't yeah. know. The other, the other really cool thing about the jam for me was that uh, I mean, like I had a, a main project. One thing, really quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, that breakout Tetris game would be amazing if someone if it got remapped to a vertical HD screen and someone built it into like a, t- oh, shit. a tabletop game. So you sat- and you could see the actual continuation. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the Tetris bricks would have to sort of spawn. Like it's like, of, like, like, like kind of way of this yeah. game. but you could do a little effect where they materialize. Yeah, but the then you'd just be able to actually have the continuous movements of you as the breaker. Like my goal is to just fucking yeah. break through this as fast as I can, yeah. so I can start fucking up the Tetris game that yeah. my friend is just I'm looking at is playing. That would be <laughs> Awesome. Oh, man. Make that someone. The old Pac-Man Galaga tabletop. Yeah, if it's if it totally, like, mm-hmm. yeah, old Atari tabletop, tabletop style. style. Mm-hmm. Oh. That would be amazing. I would play that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that, I, I, I thought, just, you're, I thought, I thought your, your next sentence was going to be, I'm going to make that. There's no way I'm going to make that. <laughs> I don't know how to make that. Someone knows how to make it in the goddamn weekend, though, apparently. Molly am. Anyway, you were saying something before I got excited about tabletop. Oh, oh, I was just saying one of the cool things about the jam was that I got to uh, do music for like a bunch of games. Like I was, I was on one, t- I was on the unbearable team the entire weekend, and so I did music for that, and I did writing and like some some various uh, just like graphic stuff. But but uh, but also I did music for like two other two other games for just people I knew there, uh, and it was really crazy doing three game soundtracks in one weekend or. Technically four, because I did one for a team that I got confused about what their game was. So I did an additional accidental uh, piece of music. But I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird experience uh, working on 
essentially three games in the course of 48 hours. And it was super, like, energizing, weirdly. Like, I don't know. At the end of that game jam, I was almost ready to just do another game jam, like, immediately. It was really, it was super awesome. That's good. Is that music available somewhere outside of the games? Uh, no, but I can make it. I can make a little website for it. You oh, should. Okay. Because I want to listen to it. I'll put it up. No one else does, though. <laughs> um, just for you, Jake. I'll put a password on it. The password you should just, be Jake. You should okay. <laughs> the password is Phaedrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. you probably know this because you're a Kickstarter backer, but if you didn't get the update, we opened up a forum on the Outcomes forums for Kickstarter backers. Oh, yeah. Um, called Phaedrus' Secret Hole or something like Phaedrus's that. Phaedrus' Bunker. Phaedrus' Secret Hole sounds <laughs> just about right, Jake. <laughs> Sorry, it's not Peter's secret hole. It's his bunker. It's his bunker. Oh. When you said Peter's secret hole, for some reason that reminded me of like a seven. I don't know why I thought of this. Like a imagine like a like a, a pastoral seventies oh. commercial. I have no idea where this is going. A bed and breakfast or something <laughs> called Peter's secret. In in a, in a field forty miles north, Rochester, seven, New York. Like, <laughs> is this, there's a secret hole. Run by a man named Phaedrus. I don't know, for some reason that's where I thought There's some folky guitar going, but then they talk about how either Phaedrus' secret hole doesn't accept American Express, <laughs> or how at Phaedrus' secret hole, they swapped out their uh, hand ground coffee for Folgers Christmas. <laughs> One of those two things surely went down at Phaedrus' secret hole. Find out by visiting Phaedrus' secret hole on the Outer Forums. Oh, I thought you were going to say Phaedrus' secret hole.com. Find out by visiting Phaedrus' secret hole.com also. That's how you get to the forum. That's how you get to the Fabers' Bunker forums. You don't actually. It's Fabers' Secret Holdout Museum. <laughs> Sorry, none of these things are true. Uh, not that? yet. Well, that's true. Are you making a note? I'm writing. Uh, by the way, since it's Fabers and it's an S, the possessive is just an apostrophe. So yeah. I'm trying to get to the domain. It's just going to be Fabers' <laughs> Secret Hole. Fabers' Secret Hole. No double S. Well, there is a double S because it's Phaedrus' secret. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's really That's confusing. I'm sorry. Nobody's gonna Oh, it's Phaedrus' secret hole. <laughs> PhaedrusSSecretHole.com. <laughs> anyway, so that's. What are we talking about here? What is this? Oh, you know, it's all a secret hole. Sean is not pleased by this. I'm smiling. <laughs> if the readers could see, they would see me smiling. I just don't know what to say. Yeah. This is one of the few times where I have no response. <laughs> what is Phaedrus' secret hole? Phaedrus' secret hole. I got hole. fallout. I got- Fallout today for free on Good Old Games. Oh yeah, I, I tried to go and get that there, but the, the website was... <laughs> well, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to keep talking about Phaedrus' secret. Oh, I know we're going to keep slooping. We're going to keep, keep looping back well, on that just, hole. Is the hole itself secret or does the hole contain secrets? It depends on how you access secret it. hole. Oh, is this a hole where Phaedrus puts Phaedrus his secrets? his secrets. Or is it and a Phaedrus hole of his? Secret hole. That he, nobody well, there's, there's, nobody knows about the hole. Or Phaedrus' like, secret think, hole is Phaedrus' secret hole. I think all of the above. Yeah, exactly. It's right. Yeah. The secret hole, the hole is a hole for is secrets. Secret. Yes. And the things that are inside of it are secrets. Right. Done. And they're secret from everybody. Well, secrets are... Oh, they're secrets to... It's a secret to everybody. When it, when it comes out as a film and it's Hole of Secrets starring Nicholas Cage <laughs> as favorites, it's going to be pretty exciting. So we haven't really announced this yet, but we're actually starting an Idle Films production company 
just to bring some of these things to life. The first thing is Phaedra's Hole of Secrets <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Also the first product from Idle Thumbs Video Game Development Corporation. It's a tie-in. Oh, that's true. We're going to license our own movie and make a movie, ba- a game based on the movie. Yeah, we're going to make a GBA game. It's going to be a sort of <laughs> side-scrolling uh, action platformer. Yeah. Where you fall down a hole. It's we also, be, it's, it's, it's created last week. It's going to be like, like uh, Spelunky, but not as good. <laughs> well, you're forever falling uh, and attached to verticals. Into a hole. Yeah. Well, you fall down a hole, and then in this hole you discover Fader's secret hole in the wall. So, it's, you know... Kind of an action adventure sort of thing. Okay. All of this, though, is hidden underneath the uh, Constitution. <laughs> it's all on the back of the Constitution. Yeah. The real Constitution. Well, which is buried directly beneath the, the actual the, Constitution. The, actual Constitution. <laughs> the real one is buried underneath the actual one. <laughs> These are the code names. For the well, it's like the difference between the real numbers and whole numbers. They're kind That's of true. Right. technically different, mm-hmm. I guess. So you I've never played Fallout before, so I, I have it now. You have an EXE that will turn into Fallout. Yeah, I've never played it. That's cool. We look forward to playing that. Play Jagged Alliance because I made fun of Steve. Man, I thought you were going to say I'm looking forward to playing Jazz Jackrabbit for some reason. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> God, I love the Jazz Jackrabbit. We're looking forward to playing, playing Jazz Jackrabbit. Jazz Jackrabbit. Jagged <laughs> Alliance. Fun. Oh. <laughs> Is that the game where you jumped a lot? That's. The- <laughs> That's every game, Sean. Oh. Yeah, the game wherein you play a jackrabbit, yes, you jump. It was, it was <laughs> a lot. It's uh, Epic Mega Games is a sort of PC equivalent of 16-bit uh, action side-scroller. Oh, the jackrabbit. It was, it was, it was a 16-bit side-scroller. It was Cliffy, it's like, it's Cliffy like B wanted to make a Mario 200 VGA. Yeah, Cliffy B wanted to make a Mario please. Except you also have a gun, I think. Yeah. Of course. Oh... Oh, the, it's the one. It's the game with a gun in well, it. Well, no, I'm no, It's the Cliffy B game where you shoot and jump. <laughs> you can't jump in you Gears of War. <gasps> you can jump in Gears of War. You can't jump in Gears of War. It's true. Man, I'm surprised you didn't know that, Jake. You know how much Gears of War I've played? Not any, apparently. Zero. Boner of the year over here. But no. I have never played Fallout, which I'm really excited. So on Saturday, I'm going to build the first PC I've owned since I was 17. And I'm probably going to play Fallout. Let me know if you want me to come over and help you build a PC. That's exciting. That'd be nice. By that you mean, let me, let me know if you want to come over and mock you as you drop oh. a screw onto the motherboard oh, and slather f- thermal paste all <laughs> over half of your, like, oh, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. It's going to Dropping a screw into the corner of where your motherboard is is actually one of the most irritating things. Like, building a PC is not that hard. That hasn't happened to me for a long time as I got a magnetic screwdriver, yeah, but you gotta have I, always have, I always have the Arctic Silver fear, which is that when I'm putting on, like, the little line of paste mm-hmm. that I'm just going to go... And like put a full like marshmallow over there, and then like yeah. or my my like the worry that I like the volume of thermal paste that I put on CPU is gonna squeeze out. It's so much that when I put the heat sink on, it's just gonna go, and then just like melt into the socket, and I will have ruined everything. Yeah, because the warnings are always like, only apply like this three small three small like, beads. Yeah, like, right. Make the cross. Do not spread like. <laughs> 
I don't know. know. What about thermal paste fear is a fear. Get ready. I remember when I was a kid and I watched a YouTube that it was very different than what you just told me. So no. Wait, really? Did they did they advocate just slathering it on there like mayonnaise? Yeah, I was just gonna say like mayonnaise. Oh no, really no. Funny. I was like, yeah, like I was no, gonna no, say no, like mayonnaise. The Arctic Silver instructions on their website. Me or not. No, I seriously yeah, was gonna yeah, say like mayonnaise. I was gonna say like no, mayonnaise. The, yeah, the instructions yeah. on. Isn't that always weird when somebody makes uses a simile that is. Out of left field, and <laughs> in the back of your brain, right at the tip of your tongue, you're about to say, "Yeah, like man, like, <laughs> Except oh. you were about to say it like that. Yeah, I was watching this YouTube, and they were like, "Just spread it on there, like man." But yeah, no, the instructions on the site are like, make one small bead down the middle of your processor, and then just because you're gonna mash the heatsink on, it'll spread naturally. When I was a kid, and the they, t- don't, the they didn't tell me that on YouTube. Said only use. Children should only use a pea-sized amount of toothpaste. They always said pea-sized, and I was always concerned I was going to use too much toothpaste and like ruin something. I don't know. Looking up in that elevator as well. Yeah. So God, sometimes I'll be in an elevator and I'll just notice like the ceiling of the elevator. Like I'll just you know. Stupidest thing. You were the most neurotic person I've ever been. So I thought I was like anyway, Jake. I refuse to accept that. Anyway, you will notice the ceiling of the elevator when oh. you walk into one. I don't sometimes. mean like I don't mean like count the fucking dots. No, in I, mean, I, I mean, mean well, that's what I do. I mean, you will <laughs> casually glance up and observe yes. where the ceiling exists. And then I think about the million, like the, the probably certainly dozens of films that feature someone like hiding on the ceiling of an elevator and someone walking in and not noticing. Yeah, and then like they'll, they'll do the spread eagle on the ceiling of the thing. And someone will get in the elevator, ride to a different floor, leave the elevator, and never be conscious of that. That's the dumbest thing. Let me tell you something, That's never happened to anybody. Ever? There are times when you have not noticed the ceiling of the elevator. (laughs) And in those times, I guarantee that... Pete the weight was up there with a gun with a silencer. (laughs) I guarantee there are at least a couple times. Yeah, fuck. What if if someone... (gasps) Oh, God. It's Nick Brain. (laughs) With a saxophone? <laughs> yeah. As you look up, he just starts playing the saxophone. <laughs> Why is Nick hiding in the ceiling of our office with a saxophone? Well, I don't know. When you Last time we were in this room, did you actually look at the ceiling? No. Think about that. Yeah. I, blame the, I blame the Kickstarter backers for Nick Brecken not being attached to the ceiling right now with a saxophone. Congrats, backers. Fuck backers. And <laughs> you guys just pushed a little harder. Ugh. I played Rayman Origins this week. Yeah, you said it was great. Yeah, it's really cool. I can't... I I have no idea why it's called Rayman Origins. Because like, it's a video game. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you remember like two years ago when we were talking about when Rayman Origins was announced and we were talking about how I don't remember specifically but I think it was something to the effect of like Commander John Rayman like... Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like... It's, Find out his dark past. And why he, he lost his, his hands? Like, lost, yeah. it, he lost his hands. <laughs> lost he had his, his hands. He didn't have his. Like, he didn't have four arms or legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing this game, and it's just like French insanity. Like it's just goofy shit everywhere, and I'm trying to figure maybe out. Maybe it's a mistranslation. Like, maybe oh, there's, that's maybe there's a um, French word that's actually like. Maybe it was maybe supposed to be Rayman oranges. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be like whatever the word. Well, it they, is they just shortened the title for America, but in France it was Rayman Origins of Goofy Shit Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably what's going on. It's more accurate, apparently. I don't know any French, or it would be... I knew, I knew French in high school would have forgotten a lot of it. Yep. So, this is a good game. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's just a crazy... Did you play the old Rayman games? 
Uh, I have played a bit of them, but I, no, I haven't. Okay. I'm not like a Rayman fan or anything. Um, I just picked it up because it was on Steam, and I heard really good things about it over the last year or so. And uh, it's just crazy, like really sharp, you know, like really attractive 2D scrolling animation, which is really rare these days. You don't right. people aren't doing that very much. There's sort of a brief window of time where people were making that, like the Behemoth. I guess I guess still does that, but mm-hmm. there's not. There are very few studios right. who do it still. And uh, and it's gorgeous. It's really really attractive. Um, and it's it's also just really clever. There's a lot of just really cool mechanics in it. You know, like you'll be in a level and there will be just the whole level themed around music. And so there will be little like strings that you can that you can uh, jump on. But then periodically it'll vibrate like a sound. No, not really. Um, no. And you know the vibrations as they travel along sort of the wave. You know they damage you if you jump on them. And there's piano keys you can run across and they play little notes and. Uh, there's just you know, and, and and that's just one level. There's other levels that have all different kinds of themes, and it's just oh, so that's a themed section of the game. It's yeah, not a level it's, it's a world. It's, it's a world. It's, it's a world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's ice. There's music. Is yeah. it ice level yet? I mean, the, uh, no. I assume it's ice. There probably is. And the nice thing about it, well, it's funny because it's called Rayman Origins, and so I expected there to be this really laborious, origin shitty lore, which I you know is just never going to be good. And maybe there is, and I've just been skipping the cutscenes, which might be the case, but as I'm playing it, it, it just feels like playing Super Mario World or something, where it's just a bunch of platform stuff. You're on your way you know? somewhere, but it yeah, doesn't matter. Right. So yeah. this game will be bought by me soon. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. I but love, it also, I love doesn't it also have, yeah, it, also have a, it has cooperative multiplayer though, right? I don't know. I, I think it does. I haven't examined that. I'm almost, I'm almost positive that there's cooperative multiplayer mm-hmm. in in the, in the levels. Mm-hmm. I saw it show up on Steam and I got really excited and then I realized that as much as I enjoy playing games on my PC, the place that I actually want to play a gamepad-based full-jumping game is on my couch. So, I, But then I, so I was like, okay, I'll just go and buy it on Xbox Live. I'll do it later. <laughs> it's not on Xbox Live. Yet. Oh, it's, it's a PSN? No, it's a, oh, it's a, a, it's a disc game. Okay. Oh, man, I'm never going to buy this game. <laughs> I have to go to a store. Let's, buy, let's buy Jake Rayman Origins. I'll never play it. If you guys bought me Rayman Origins, I'd play it. But also now that I've said that, I just have to, I'm obligated to go buy it. <laughs> Please don't buy me that game. We were playing um, in the house. We were playing Little Big Planet two for a while there, and that was like oh, really? so, that's some of the most fun that I think our house. Has when, had. when did you resurrect that? Oh, just no, no, no. When, when, it, when it first came oh, out, oh, we were oh, and we were almost entirely uh, Spaff recommended a bunch of downloadable levels, and mm-hmm. then through that, you can kind of. Like Tarzan, yeah, Tarzan, your way to good stuff. Be like, oh, this guy's made this. That made this. That made this. That made this. And so Jake, Adam, and I would nightly jump in. We'd just make a playlist of like ten. Did we talk about that on the on the very last GDC episode? Because Spaff was on it. Our friend Spaff, who's one of the guys who started out, um, but is, he's the community manager at Media Molecule. Yeah, but that was because I, I feel like we've talked about Clockworks too on the oh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but this makes you think that we should bring a cooperative or just any sort of yeah, platformer into the house. Yeah. Rayman Origins sealed approval from Chris Remo. Yeah, it's cool. I'm yeah. excited about That's, that. Game. I really like that you like that game, by the way. Why not? Because I just can't imagine you being at home, being like, I'm going to play Rayman Origins without having to like review it or whatever. Just be like attracted to like, oh, that's going to be a thing that I'm going to explore and see. I like platforming. Good platforming. Yeah. I like, so I like good platforming. Yeah. I don't like the kind of third-person character-driven action-adventure platformer right. that has almost right. no... It's like, but just I find really mechanically tight platforming is just about yeah, sort of right. precision exactly. slash exploration mm-hmm. combo is, yeah. is the best. We got back into... We, got, we played some Super Mario World 2 at the house on the... 
Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. Yeah, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island's great. Yoshi's Island. Yeah, so good. You were, playing, were you playing that battle or was that Adam? It was you and Adam Ross yeah. No, it was me. Adam. Yeah. I love it. It was red coins. It's, it's amazing game. that that game is as deep as it is with the challenges. Like getting all the red coins in every level is really difficult. Like it's a very, very challenging game. But everything the about that crit path of your style is easy as hell. I know, but that's what's so great about but the game. It had, well, because yeah, that was the first like sort of Nintendo game like that that I played, where at the end of a level, it just sort of showed you, well, here's what you didn't do, and yeah. uh, I'm really kind of tired of that, especially in the 3D Nintendo games. But in Yoshi's Island, as a big Mario dork, it was so nice to just like to know that I could go back and be a complete maniac mm-hmm. and. Hundred percent of Yoshi's Island is actually reasonably challenging. Yeah, which is cool. That's also like the first and one of the few games that I've ever actually bothered to be a completionist on. Hmm. Not so that I have that anymore because my SNES cartridge's battery died. So, uh, so. <laughs> shut up. Sound bath on this room is gonna be really challenging. I hope or not. You hope it's gonna be challenging. I hope it's not. Hmm. Well, thanks everyone for listening. To this. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Are we, are we That's about all the time we have this week. Are we all done? Yeah, I think, yeah, we're, I think we're good. You can find a spot in there. <laughs> go ahead thanks for out. listening to our video game podcast. I will say thanks a lot. You know, we're rapidly trying to figure out what the reward fulfillment plan is. We have a plan that we're pursuing. Did we talk about how we've seen the test prints of the Gold Wizard shirt? Oh, man. Oh, my God. We saw those. Backers? Backers? Readers? Oh, yes. Yeah, You were in for a treat. The guys who were doing the Idle Thumbs t-shirts also printed up t-shirts for the Mall Jam with us, which was awesome. But when we were there, they showed us the tests of the Gold Foil Wizard shirts. (laughs) They're the best. So we're, we're flipped out over those to no end. Also, Vincent Perea has finished his watercolor painting and sent us a bunch of JPEGs, including a bunch of Make Nub stuff, which we'll try to get up really soon. Mm-hmm. And that thing looks really, really sweet. So yeah. stuff's finally starting to roll in, and we're starting to flip out because all the stuff that we can be rad. We pitched to ourselves as, oh, it would be hilarious if we did a gold foil wizard shirt. Now, like, well, it's pretty good. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to wear a wizard yep. shirt. Oh, gosh. It's so good. Yeah. It's so great. So expect sometime in the not-too-distant future... We'll be sending out the backer surveys where you can confirm your shipping address and your mm-hmm. t-shirt size. Oh, we've got the, like the postcards are here, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah. postcards are also printed up. The postcards are done. Those up any day so now. We get, we'll be getting those. So we'll, we'll probably, I mean, it's probably okay to say this, we'll probably be doing the lower lowest tier first mm-hmm. um, because you guys, the only physical good is the postcard. Yeah. And uh, if you don't care about, like there's some people who emailed us and said they don't really need the postcard. So if you don't want it, that's fine. We'll have a checkbox in there or we'll have a question in the the backup back survey if you don't want that. But if you do, uh, we'll get your physical address and we'll get that sent out to you. And also feel free for something like the postcard or any of your goods to get it sent wherever you want. Yeah, you can put any name, any address. Like a lot of people, Hortense. we've been getting people who have been emailing us and saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move probably like really soon. So if you already have my address, please don't send it there. We don't have anyone's address yet. We're, we, we're not going to have that until we actually send out the survey and you respond to it. So you can put any address, any name, Anything, any email address, whatever. Put in, put any information you want, and that's the person we'll send the stuff to. And we've also we had some comments uh, about uh, international shipping. So you obviously, if you're an international backer, you uh, get paid a little more, which is awesome. And we will we're working with our fulfillment solution when we're sending out the bigger tier stuff. 
to really make sure that you guys don't get hit too bad uh, on, oh, in, on, a, on, a, on tariffs. Yeah, on tariffs and import tax. So we're definitely taking that into consideration. Yeah. We'll we're declaring all of them at the value of the highest Kickstarter tier. So everything is coming across the customs <laughs> as, <laughs> as $5,000. Yeah. So there's a, there's a whole dinner with us inside the box. Mm-hmm. There's not. It's a refrigerator a box. I prefer to call it a party in a box. You could. There's a postcard in there. So Yeah. We call postcards. Twenty to one. Twenty to one. We are asked to send a postcard to Phaedrus' secret hole. (laughs) Um, Oh, another another quick thing about international. Um, Another thing some people have said is that they're international. They what? They forgot to uh, to uh, put in the amount for shipping. Um, If you didn't put in the international shipping, but you do want the international stuff. We'll we'll figure something out where you can like PayPal us ten bucks. Yeah, whatever. send us whatever questions at alphums.net and we'll yeah. figure out what to do. Yeah. There were very few people who who did that. So if you're yeah. one of those people, shame on you, and we'll work it out. And there's also some people who deliberately, as I said, didn't do that because they just don't want the physical goods. Yeah. So that's fine as well. We'll all that stuff will be. We'll make we'll allow for all that in our backup survey. I don't know. I'm if you don't want the physical goods, I'm enraged and we'll send you them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. So now we're actually done talking. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, guys, for listening to this long progress cast of things. Mm-hmm. We put all the important Kickstarter information at the very end of it, so mm-hmm. that only some people hear it. Mm-hmm. Are you going just going just going for the Urkel then? That's where we're mm-hmm. going. Oh, that's that's a strong ending. Mm-hmm. I, I had a cup of coffee, like. And I swear to God, I had the driest mouth, or like the most sma- the smackiest mouth. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. really con- conscious of how, what a fucking <laughs> like fucking asshole I was being. Jesus. Only had a green apple. God, I, just, I the, thought of that apple thing. They seemed okay, but I couldn't listen to him talk for longer than thirty seconds. That guy's gonna kill myself. Gonna, doesn't he host the podcast? How does that <laughs> deal with that shit? Jesus Christ! Chris's ability to sit on his feet is amazing. You want to record that entire time? What?